0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Nate Matthews-Leader, and I'm joined by my co-host,
1: Maggie and Tim, and we are the Inside Agents. On this weekly podcast, we'll be discussing hot topics around football and the sports industry from two agents' perspectives. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Inside Agents This episode is a special one because we have our first guest on the show, who's a good friend of of ours, Emmanuel Neer with Neer Sports Management Group, and he's a football agent from London, England, and he'll be joining us today for our special topic on networking and tips for footballers searching for agents. Nate, feel free to take it away. Welcome, Mm -hmm.
0: Emmanuel. First and foremost, I would like to say thank you for joining us on the Inside Agents It's truly a pleasure to have you. For the folks listening, Emmanuel studied in Westminster commercial law. He worked in investment banking for eight years. I did some investment banking for about a year and a half myself. He also made his transition into sports agency in the past two years, just like myself as well. And he has a roster of young, talented football players who have played at clubs such as Arsenal, Crystal Palace, and West Brom, just to name a few. So, Emmanuel, since the topic is on networking today, can you let the viewers know how we have all come to meet in the first place?
2: Thank you. Thank you. First and foremost, I just want to say thank you for the invitation. And this platform is growing expeditiously, and I'm excited to be part of it. And the name of the game is really networking, isn't it? Because 90% of the work as an agent is all about networking. And I think in your previous uh, episode, you spoke about how you and Maggie came across each other. And similar to myself, it was on a social platform, which is LinkedIn, where you approached me. I think it was off the back of one of the Daniel G comments that I posted as well. I must have said something that impressed you clearly. (laughs) So you got in contact with me. And as it goes, the rest is history because... We've been in constant communication for the past over a month or two, and it's just (laughs) constant. I feel like it hasn't stopped, and it's just been a fantastic growth and getting to know how both of you work, and I just don't want to repeat what you said before, but I looked at Maggie's CV, and that was super impressed anyway, Maggie. so Thank (laughs) you. You have a fine over
1: here. <laughs> Thank you. You know I'm a fan, of, I mean, I, I'm just honored to be amongst the two of you, so I'm excited. Um, I'm super excited. And we're so grateful to have you join us, especially from, from London. The land of fish and chips, right? It's oh. The land of fish and chips, one of my favorite, favorite places in the world outside of, of course, New York and you know other places within America but anytime I'm in you know England I'm always in London that's the one place that you will always find me don't be surprised if by next year I have my citizenship you know for there and I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm joining us know, there absolutely absolutely
0: Emmanuel I have to say I'm a Nando's man yes no nandos.
1: oh man Nando's loves yeah,
0: nando's that. <laughs> that is my squad. i ate that probably three days straight last time i was in london
1: you know yeah see nando's is is awesome but i came across this hidden gem called um crepes and cones
2: oh oh my goodness <laughs> like
1: let me tell you the last time I was there, which was right before, you know, COVID began, yeah. I wanted to go. And I think the timing wasn't good. I, I didn't have enough time. So I was, I was so upset. Um, But I said, you know what, I'll be back here in March. So I'll be able to go for brunch. And, of course, with COVID and everything, I couldn't go. But I'm definitely, yeah. definitely stopping by again. Um, love crepes and Cones. Um, shout out to, yes. you know, those guys. They're guys. just, oh, yeah. my gosh.
2: They're the two guys. They're the artists amazing. that they created. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. They expanded into that. Amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Nate, you got to try. And Next
1: time, we're, we're we're all going. We'll go yes. there. We'll go there. Next time yes. you come down, we will go. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. Please. And funny story, Maggie,
2: with Nate. I can't say it was his CV that it blew me away. It was the fact that he even said so himself, which is really weird. When I had a conversation with him initially, it was supposed to be an introductory call, like a five, 10 minute call. I think, <laughs> how long we on the phone for Nate? We were like on the phone for like two, two hours. I was it-
1: so,
2: like, having a conversation with myself and it was ridiculous. We're like, no this is crazy what it, the hell? it was an introductory
1: so, call and but but it's but it's almost like you guys knew each other in a past life right and it's like they're coming back to each other literally
0: <laughs> honestly emmanuel's living vicariously <laughs> through me in london
1: yeah that's what i said that's what i said <laughs> so so emmanuel with your amazing amazing cv you're just I mean, obviously, the impressive, you know, working at a law firm and having that experience. I always yeah. envy that because I thought about going to law school. But I said, no, nah, I don't know if I want to devote that many years to it. But share with us um, just your, t- your tips on networking and, you know, what type of platforms do you use? What type of events do you go yeah. to in London? Because I know for myself and even for Nate, we can speak to the events that we attend in North America and Canada, or just sometimes even taking that trip to London. But what are some events that happen in London that for the people that don't know or that are interested in maybe becoming an agent, they can check out and network?
2: Uh, The main one that I think has been the growth point for me, and I'll go back and explain how I prepare for all these things, but I have to give a big shout out to a good friend of mine, Spence Hidge, and he's literally the director of Premier Sports Network. And that platform is the place to be and the go-to for anything sports. I even receive like their magazine on a with- week on a monthly subscription, and they just send it through to me. It's literally bite-sized information on everything and anything that's happening in the sports world, whether it be changes with regards to Uh, involvement in female sports or kind of investment with regards to that. So they cover a lot of information. And when they do have their conferences, that's where you'll most likely find me. That's always my go-to when it comes to networking and trying to grow my own platform. But now I've had to kind of revert to going the old school way of trying to do marketing work where you literally have to sit down do your research on any individual that you come across on LinkedIn and want to get to know before you even approach them. Because it's all about what you're bringing to the table in order to actually have a conversation with anyone. If I go and send the same email to six, seven people, that's not relevant to anything that they're doing. It doesn't grow you as an individual and you can never connect with people. So I always find that doing a bit of background research when I'm approaching anyone on LinkedIn, which is the one social pl- platform where I find everyone there has the same purpose. That's why they're on that platform in order to kind of network and grow their platform and meet people that are of the same mind and kind of grow their network. That's my go-to during this whole period.
1: Awesome.
0: That's, that is great. And also Emmanuel, I would also like to say the best networking event I even attended was in london and it was the sports agent and business summit ran by yes. dr Eckert and dr. okay yes sorry and those and to me. be honest those two are the main reason why we are all together mm-hmm. yeah. directly if we really think about it because that's true i've met maggie through
2: through
0: daniel g, daniel. Yep.
1: Daniel g. Yep. and
0: I met you through Daniel as well. So <laughs> Shout out to Daniel G, man. Yeah. Yes, yes. Daniel, I, loves, I love Daniel, man.
1: He's awesome. He does
0: great work. And he's also a sports lawyer as well and a very humble job. Yes. Um, Absolutely. Emmanuel, another thing I wanted to talk to you about. So I could speak yeah. on networking in North America. And for me, I'm located in Toronto. The next closest clubs is Montreal Impact and Maggie's cl- Maggie's um, um, Home Club, which is New York City FC and New York Red Bull. And those are both eight-hour drives either way. Whoa. So for you in England, I understand that networking can be a lot different because my networking is mostly online or mm-hmm. through uh, my ne- my network of other agents across North America and Europe. But you, you can actually see more clubs and meet more people face to face so can you dive into how you network a little bit more
2: okay uh as you said it's networking for my kind of my type of work that i do as an agent is in two spheres where the online stuff that you do mainly you do it with everyone else while for me when i go online it's mainly for commercial purposes senior management and directors while if i'm trying to get in contact with youth players or grassroots uh, players and going all the way up to heads of recruitment or coaches or scouts who are our bloodline, I physically can go to clubs. So if I'm in London at any point, I feasibly, I could access six or seven clubs in a space of an hour without even having to travel excessively. So networking is a lot more physical prior to this period that we we had now it's always been a lot easier to attend games you go to under 17 games under 18 at st george's park you have the england under 18 to under 21s and under 23 games so there's a lot of people you can access during that space obviously you have to be very careful how you approach people but it's always best if you know who you want to approach so again I always say this to everyone. Do your research on individuals. Do your research because it saves those awkward silences where you don't know anything about them and they don't know anything about you, but you're trying to introduce yourself to them in order for you to be able to gain their confidence and gain that relationship. So I always feel like if you're coming to the table with something of value, or at least they know you have attempted to get to know them, it makes a big difference.
0: I I agree wholeheartedly because honestly, researching is the most important part of networking because we've all experienced those generic messages Definitely. that we get from people trying to connect with us. And for me, there's a slim chance that I'm gonna respond because I always think in the back of my mind, how many people did you send this to? It's like those chain emails yeah. or blast emails. It's like it's not really genuine, and there's no reason to respond. I agree with you because like you go back to watching youth national teams. I know for me, I, when I first got into the sports agency business, the first event that I ever attended was the CONCACAF tournament for the under 20s, yeah. which is, which is basically like the euros of our side. And mm-hmm. to be su- to my surprise, there weren't many agents there. There were more scouts for other clubs. Yeah. But then when I went to Europe, I was, um, with some of my players who were on trial with um, a club in the Netherlands. And it just so happened that I was invited to watch the under 20 Mexico play under 20 Netherlands team. And the agents that were there, just the people that were there and the sporting directors of clubs that Mm -hmm. were there scouting. Mm -hmm. It was at a completely different level where I did my research and I knew a few agents, but the amount of agents that I met over in Europe from those events versus the ones that I meet here are completely That's
2: different. true. That's true.
1: I, I agree, um, of course, with both of you when it comes to networking. Um, you know, for someone such as myself, I've done pretty much a lot of what you guys both have mentioned and then some, right? Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> going to one of the tips that people always ask me, Maggie, how are you the connector? Or why do people call you the connector? Or how do you network with so many people? For me, um, and I shared this story with you, Nate, when we first um, connected, that it was it was about you know finding similar interest, right? With people. And that's a tip mm-hmm. that I always share with people that when you're networking with someone, it's not just about knowing who that person is, And obviously telling your story, but find some type of common, some type of common interest. So I used to go to a lot of conferences. I'm like a conference junkie. Conference, Mm -hmm. summit, I'm there. Whether I'm volunteering one year, the following year, I'm on the staff to put together that conference. But um, each speaker that I wanted to talk to or a person that I wanted to connect with, let's say at a conference, I would obviously look them up. Figure out what their background was, what they were working on. I'd, I'd look at past projects and see, oh, you did such and such campaign with mm-hmm. such and such company. Either at the time, either if I was employed by that company or if I knew someone from that company, it, it just made the conversation greater. Um, I, you know, the biggest thing now in the agent world, I will say, is, um, and Emmanuel, you kind of touched on it as far as like going to different trials and going to different places to meet these players but what if at a time like this in covid you you don't have a way of going to trials because obviously Mm -hmm. there's no trials there's no matches so how do you connect with players or if i'm a player and i'm looking for an agent what's the best approach should i use um different platforms like social media platforms whether that's linkedin Mm -hmm. instagram twitter what do you recommend the you know on the networking side now, during COVID, and you know, just trying to figure out how do I find a new agent or how do I con- connect with this player mm-hmm. on both sides, I guess you could say. So, from a player side and then from an agent side,
2: from a player side, it's a lot simpler because you see someone that you like again, find a common ground. Find if they are working with a, a player that you've come across, if they're working with someone mm-hmm. that you know, the best thing you can do when you're approaching me is tell me, oh, I played against this and this fella on this and this day and he was fantastic or I saw this and these and these flaws in him because you're approaching me with something that we have common ground on, which is what something you've touched on already. Mm -hmm. And approaching me on any media platform, if I'm being honest with you, on my LinkedIn, on my Instagram, I'm more than happy to have a conversation with you. But on the flip side of that, as an agent, because of the kind of legal ramifications that go with the, the role of responsibility, I cannot approach a, a player on Instagram and see them performing and think, oh, I really like the way they play, and then automatically just message them and say, oh, my name is this. I'm trying to represent you. This is what I'm doing, mm-hmm. because it's not legally sound. It's not wrong because you're not automatically signing anything with them. It's very difficult to approach as an agent in comparison to as a player. So I'm finding that sometimes I'm having to wait for players to approach me. But in order to reel them in, you kind of see people they have in common with you. So if a young player and I'm interested in them and I think they look really impressive before I even approach them, I... Would if I'm seeing them on LinkedIn or Instagram, I'll go to the list of people that we have in common, if we have anyone in common, and approach them, just to speak, if there's like a smart coach that they've worked with, I'll say, oh, have you worked with this guy? How is he? And all that information, have you got his contact details with regards to his parents? That's especially if they're under the age of 18. I know usually 16, 17-year-olds can make the decisions these days, and they can be emancipated, but I always find it safer to approach the parents first. And the best way to do that is to just find the, someone in their network that you can find common ground with and get you communication or they can speak on your behalf to that individual. That's always a safer option. So the two platforms that I work best on would be on LinkedIn or Instagram, if I'm being honest with you. Some people use Twitter, but I find that Twitter is more snapshot conversations rather than in-depth conversations essentially
1: <laughs> it, it depends it depends because i've i've been back on twitter now a lot more um but it's, it's it's interesting it's very interesting the platforms are interesting nate what about you nate could you touch on a few tips on you know how you would go about let's say possibly talking to a, a player during this time during the current you know state
0: okay perfect What I usually do now is I'm doing a lot more research. So what I do for the most part is I'm not going to lie to try to find players. I use Instagram more. Because (laughs) I feel like players for the younger generations are more active on Instagram. Absolutely. And Instagram gives you a better insight on the players like personal life as well as their footballing career. Absolutely. So for instance, one one point of advice that I would give to young footballers is with social media I know everybody says you never know who's watching but it's so true because you honestly never know who's watching and there's been many of players that I've seen on Instagram who I'm like man maybe I should reach out to him or this may be the kid that I think will be a good representation for my agency Mm -hmm. but then I see like one picture or one comment maybe not even from the kid himself but maybe from like one of his teammates or one of his friends or a cousin or something. And I'm like, this is not something I want to be involved
1: with. <laughs>
0: <Fine>. <laughs> so I I would definitely advise players, listen, be very careful about what you allow on Instagram. And when you're a young player on Instagram, you use it for both. Like, I don't feel like your, your main focus should be just on mm-hmm. football because it makes it a lot harder for us as agents to pitch players stories yeah to brands when it's just football so like if you have something you're interested in outside of football i always say definitely go forth and put that out there i give my players a 24 hour rule on instagram or any social media platform which is like after a game don't post after um in between that first 24 hours because it's mainly on emotion and you might say something you don't want to say about a coach or a teammate or your performance and you know we're in the generation where screenshots happen and like as soon as you make the post or the tweet or the picture and I don't want it to come back to one of my players in the heat of the moment after a game he tweeted something that was just that he wished he could take back so that's one thing I give my players is that 24 hour rule but also keep posting to stay relevant I would say through the young players now also for me, I like to see what players are doing right now through COVID and how they're training. And if I see that you're not really training or doing anything, it kind of um, it gives me a kind of a red flag to where I'm kind of wondering what you are mm-hmm. doing like throughout training. Like, do you love the sport? Like, I need to look at your profile and know like you love the game as well as many other things or whether you're just doing it because you're good at it. And your profile will show will show that. That's true, That's for the true. most part. But like you said about um contacting players directly, usually I find someone within my network knows yeah. the player mm-hmm. before I reach out. And definitely, if I do reach out to them via Instagram and they're under the age of eighteen, I always say, "Can you um transfer me your parents' number?" Thank you.
2: Right. Thank but, you.
1: Right. Yeah. That is the main absolutely. thing because I
0: never get involved with just the player. It's always the player and the family. And when I've spoken to all of you guys, we're all on the same page with that regard as always, always being transparent with the family in general, because I know there's a lot of agents out here who want nothing to do with families. So definitely, I think that we're on the right path in regards to that. Maggie, Um, how do you go about it? Because I know you're big Maggie's big on all social yeah. platforms. She's big on Twitter. She's big on Instagram. She's big on LinkedIn. So, Maggie, how do you go about finding whether it's players or um? <laughs> so
1: for me, brands. I know. So for me, um, coming from the marketing, you know, the branding side, yeah. the sponsorship partnership world, um, research is like number one. It's like. <laughs> I'm so immune to it that it's like, wait a minute. I don't care if I'm having a conversation with my neighbor. I'm looking him up. Like, I I want to know any <laughs> and everything about them. Like, I, I swear in my past life, I always say, man, maybe I was like a PI or something like because my research skills are just like pretty good. So um, for me, when it comes to players and because I'm I'm a little bit more newer to this side um, than you guys, you guys are like the vet, the veterans to me um and like mentors to me um coming from the world that i've came from especially with music and everything a lot of my even clients were always referral based mm-hmm. and people would say to me wait what do you mean like i don't even know how to pitch a player because it's always referral based someone either introduced them or they recommended me and so they would usually reach out but in this case um and they, you you can attest to this usually I'll see some really good players and Nate and I will send each other like feedback on this player or that player. And I'll say, Hey, what do you think about this one? Or this guy is really good. Huh? Like he's, he's awesome. Or, you know, I'll obviously refer to guides like transfer market and see what they're saying about him or like even other, other platforms, other blogs, just to kind of get a sense of who that player is. Um, And sometimes, you know, perception is everything. And you can see a player's profile on Instagram and it looks great. But I'll always go and check their Facebook and I'll go and check their Twitter Mm -hmm. and I'll go and see if they are on LinkedIn. And sometimes what I've noticed is on Instagram, it looks polished. It looks great. But when I go to Twitter and start seeing some tweets, it can be (laughs) really disturbing because sometimes it'll say, wow, their Instagram is one thing, but their Twitter page, they're tweeting some serious stuff here. Yeah whether that's how they feel about the club's manager or that particular club or, you know, just in general. So I consider all of those things. Um, of course, if they're a minor, I don't even engage in it unless, you know, they approach me. And then I, of course I want to talk to the parent because sometimes too, these pages are ran by their parents or it's ran by um, a company, right? Some, some of these players have deals. They have marketing deals with agencies to where, the page is managed by the agency. And a lot of people don't... I mean, some people know that, some people don't. They'll think, oh, it's just such-and-such such running this page. And I'm like, no. It's the company that's behind them that's running it. They're managing it. So you're really having a conversation with someone from the company. Yeah. Unless, you know, so so it's so many different layers to it. But um, in the past, let's say maybe month or two, I've had players reach out. And sometimes they could just be advice. They could just be, hey, I'm trying to figure this out. And usually I'm like, well, if I'm familiar with that player, I'm looking up to see, like, who their agent is, who's representing them, because I don't want any trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no trouble at all. No trouble. And, and like, Nate, and, and, of course, like you said, Emmanuel, if I see that it's a player that um, someone from my network knows, like, if I see Nate is following that person, Nate's one of the first people I reach out to off the bat. I'm just going to say, hey, this guy. Yeah. Or and they will either tell me that like, either he's seen him in a trial or he's seen him play or he knows, you know, such and such, and I'll say, okay, well, I, I may be interested in talking to this kid. So it's really just I, I try to rely on my network when it comes to players. Um, but I know that things are gonna change. Yeah. Things are going to change post-COVID because um the whole industry, every industry for that matter, has been affected. But when we talk about networking, it's really going to be different. So I feel like a lot of it is going to be through social. Um, Mm -hmm. Sometimes I do get a lot of players that will respond to certain things that I tweet on Twitter. But just because to me, it's a platform where you can express yourself. And I'll express myself and say, well, I I think, you know, this match was great. It would have probably been better if there were people in the stands. But I thought this player came prepared or that player came prepared or this player did what he did. And and you know some players will interact like wait what does that mean like you know so it's 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 just one of those things where it's like hey i call it how i see it you know it is like same. i call it i call it how i see it so um so yeah definitely like i said pretty much the same thing that you guys said about you know just scoping out these players um and yeah it's it's going to be interesting to see how things change cuz networking is forever evolving and, you know, I know we talked about the platforms and we talked about certain um, events mm-hmm. that, you know, that we go to. W- Emmanuel, what are some, I mean, I would say, what are some tips for the viewers, right? For yeah. the audience yeah. on maybe some books or things like that that you would recommend?
2: <laughs> As Crazy as it sounds, depending on what you're trying to achieve, if the audience is a player, the main thing, the bottom line that I always say is, sounds cliche, but I'm a firm believer, if you want to attain your dreams, you have to work. And you have to work hard. There's no book that can teach you to work hard. There's nothing out there that I can say, yeah, go read this and you'll succeed because there is Mm -hmm. no... There's no template for success to replicate. It's all about you as an individual. And first, I'll just speak to the players first, and then I'll go on to anyone who's trying (laughs) to follow this path of agency work. So with regards to players, like I said, there's no template to follow. And I'd advise players to strive to be the best at whatever level they're playing at. If you're playing at grassroots, if you're playing at in an academy, out of an academy, wherever you are getting the opportunity to show off your abilities, do it to the best of your ability. In order to do that, you have to be prepared. So wherever you're going to go and showcase your skills, be forever prepared and work hard. Your coaches are there to give you a guideline to where you're trying to achieve, but behind closed doors, with your brothers, with your siblings, with your family members. Keep doing the work, especially now during this period. It's not a holiday. Keep working. That's literally, I can scream that till my lungs go dry, but that's all you can do. You can just keep working. And the one thing is you cannot deny talent and hard work. No one can ignore you if you keep working hard because you're going to keep knocking on doors the harder you work. A coach is gonna say that kid deserves something. That's just the
1: exactly point. exactly. I couldn't agree more. Okay, so you you touched on some really good points, of course, obviously working hard because talent talent is something you can't buy. No. I tell people all the time, you can't buy it, you can't fake it. Yeah. You cannot fake it. So what should a player look for when they're wanting to hire an agent? Okay. Because I feel like I feel like sometimes you have players that will sign with an agent primarily because of the agency that they work with. Yeah. Or sometimes if they saw that agent had several big players, so they feel like, hey, I'm gonna just sign there because they've had successful players in the past, and then I just feel like they would be good. And then of course you you find the players that have you find the agents that have been 20 years in versus newer agents and so some players become a little skeptical so what what should they look for is there a specific skill set is there something that they should look for that it shouldn't matter whether that agent is 20 years in versus a year or two in Mm -hmm. what would you recommend what are at least if you could share one to two tips on what they should look for that's a must within that agent that whether that agent is a year in or 20 years in um it, it shouldn't make a difference
2: uh very very good question because I see a lot of people ridiculing and proper going at agents all over whatever social media platform they're on they always seem to not have found the right person and it's always as simple as the person you're looking for is going to be like a relationship that's Mm -hmm. it that's the bottom line you're going to have a working relationship with this individual and this is someone you are going to have to trust with your career if you're a doctor you're going to have to trust yourself as a doctor you go out you learn you grow and practice what you're learning as a sports uh, individual the people around you are what are going to kind of give you the general direction your talent your attitude will blow you up to whatever sphere you want to go to but it's the team behind you that kind of guides it and lets you grow so the first thing i always say have an organic relationship with the individual that you you, you're going to work with he can be an agent for 20 years and have mega superstars in their in their portfolios but you don't know the relationships that he has with those individuals Mm -hmm. he probably has junior members of staff dealing with them 24 7 and they don't have contact with him at all i'm not saying that's the reality of things i'm just saying that's a possibility of how people work out there and First and foremost, if you're a young player and you're looking for an agent, approach someone not looking for them to represent you, but approach them on a level of, this is what I am bringing to the table. I would just get like to get to know you because it's an investment. You're not looking for immediate gratification. This is a long-term investment. So if those people are willing to have a conversation with you and even without getting you to sign anything, they're willing to go the extra mile if you tell them, Oh, today I just wanted to get advice on this and this and this. And the person is going out of their way to give you that advice and actually cares enough to be transparent with people in your circle and is involving them and not trying to shut you out from everyone around you. That means if they're doing that, I'll be very skeptical to work with them because they're trying to be the ones in control of everything about you. But if they're involving everyone that's in your party, your support system, because as an agent, I'm only as good as the support system that you come with. If your family are your strongest support system, I'm only supposed to join them to get a better support system for you, rather than me trying to break that support system and be the individual to carry you. A second yes. point, a second point <laughs> to uh, always consider is, I know we are usually very time poor, when it comes to being an agent and you you have a lot of other things going on. So if it's someone that's actually taken the time to speak to you and they've taken the time to research you after you've initiated the conversation, it means they are taking the time to understand what you are about. And it's not... I know everyone is out to make a living, but if the bottom line always seems to be hinging on The biggest profits and the biggest, and it's not your career and your growth and your progression at heart when you have simple, basic conversations with the individual that you're trying to work with. That's another point that I say is a red flag and a proper step back and find someone else or step back and speak to the players that they're representing. As a player, other players are always willing to speak to you. So, Just approach them and say, oh, I'm looking to work with this and this individual. When you call him, does he answer your calls? Or when he doesn't answer your calls, does he return your calls? Does he have a working relationship with your parents? Does he have a working relationship with particular clubs where you're attracted to going to? So I always find it's all about having a synergy and an organic relationship with the individual. So the prime points are, it's not a 100-meter sprint. Build a relationship with whoever you're trying to work with because it's a long-term relationship. It's an investment, and investment works with putting in the work. Both of you have to put into this relationship, and both of you have to be seeing the results of what you're getting out of it. If the agent is only after you because you're in a position of signing a pro contract and they don't care if you have an injury or they don't care about your mental well-being, which is a very big thing, Being concerned about someone's psychology means you genuinely have the right intentions, if I can use that term very loosely, because you never have someone's 100% intentions. But it's a signal that this person is along the right path and is for you, if that's kind of explained it. Those are just the two main tips that I would say, having a great working relationship with the person and seeing the people around them and how they work.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, Nate. How about you? What are, What are at least one or two tips that you can share on things that players should look for within an agent when, when they're making that decision to say, "Okay, I want to hire a new agent. I want to look for this."
0: I would. I'm definitely going to piggyback off of what Emmanuel said. There are t- a couple of things I would look for. One is an agent that always comes with money is going to leave with money. Mm, so oh. what I mean by that is if you have an agent that's saying, "Oh, I'm going to I'm going to sign you because um I'm going to give you a crazy signing bonus yeah. where you can do this this and this that, they're probably most likely when they can't make any money back from you, they're going to leave. Hmm,
1: you. That's so that is a very <laughs> That yeah that's a, a good one that's that's true that's
2: true
0: because um especially the younger players who are on the cusp of becoming yeah. pros they yeah. may they may um be in a tough financial situation where they feel that this agent can bail them out, so I might as well sign this deal, collect my signing bonus with this agency, and then um i'll I'll just work with them as opposed to you may have uh, another agent who might not necess- might not necessarily want to give you money or doesn't think it's necessary but they have your best interest at heart because it isn't about the money for them it's about watching you grow and develop as a football Mm -hmm. player so that is one thing i i believe strongly like if an agent comes to you with money Mm -hmm. they're definitely gonna leave without (laughs) money because they don't they don't necessarily value you as the individual they see you as a paycheck and they think you can be bought with money but if you're a football player you play football for the love of the game, not necessarily money. So, you can, the money will yeah. always come if you're a talented football player. It's not about signing this quick deal with somebody because they're offering you this amount of money. It's about gaining a relationship with a person and deciding within yourself, hey, I have a good relationship with him. He does good work, he's there for me. And Emmanuel touched on a very important thing because I think the mental aspect of a footballer is very important and something that a lot of people in sport especially agents don't necessarily pay attention to um that is very important and also just having an agent you don't necessarily need a well-known agent if you're a football player but and also agents that say that make it seem like you work for them (laughs) versus them working for you that's definitely another red flag because players need to understand that even if you're a top footballer the agent is nothing without mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. If that makes.
1: sense I always say that. So
0: if the agent, if the agent makes you the player feel as if, oh, I need to do this for my agent or my agent does this. This, I, I honestly tell all the players that I work with, I'm like, hey, if you guys need anything, let me know because I work That's for it. you. Yeah. Like
1: yeah.
0: They they need to understand that, the agent works for the player, not the other way around, and even. I find that young players, when they sign with big agencies, they sign with them because they think that the agency could take them. But the fact of the matter is if you're a talented footballer and you're represented by someone in the industry who can give you the more time to develop and actually help you nurture your career, as opposed to signing with a big agency with maybe big names, but those agents you never really come across with that will, um, hurt your career more than help it to be honest absolutely
1: absolutely
0: those are my tips Maggie what are your
1: so my 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 tips are if you combine what the two of you have said it's, (laughs) it's pretty much that's just one tip in itself right the communication the transparency one of the things I always um just advise players on not even my own clients, but of course, I mean, of course my clients, but just in general, when you're talking to that agent, is that agent a person of moral, morals, values? So like you said, and I think you, you touched on this, Nate, especially about money, right? Coming in it with money and obviously they're not going to do much. If, if that player is not, signing a huge contract, chances are they're looking elsewhere. Um, and you're kind of put on the back burner. So yeah. it's the morality, the, 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 integrity is that person of integrity. Are they authentic? So it's not just about um, researching and, and, and knowing some of the players, but I would, I would look into the sense of asking that agent, um, you know, what's their plans right? But what are their plans, not from a standpoint of a year or two, what are their plans overall as an agent? Because sometimes people will say, well, let me ask them, what is my plan um, in terms of me? And the reason why I say when you ask what is their plan at overall as an agent, that kind of helps you determine whether that agent is in it for the short term or for the long term. Because if if they can't clearly define What their goals are just as an individual, as an agent, that would be a red flag for me that, wait a minute, if what he or she is saying that they're going to do this as an agent for the next four or five years, then chances are they don't plan on doing this past five years. If I'm hiring this person to represent me, you know, one of the things I even say is see if there's a way for that agent to talk to your family before you even make a decision to sign with them, get your family's perspective on that person. Because most of the time, your family is going to know you best so they know what you need. But also, too, some family members are good at just digging things out to say, okay, wait a minute, I don't know about this agent because I asked them the same question that you did, but this was the response that I received. So it just draws a lot of red flags to me. Um, And yes, just all around sometimes people and i've seen this a lot where players will sign with big agencies like nate said because they feel like hey i'm assigned because such and such was signed there or because they have this particular agent that works there so i'm gonna sign there not really thinking if it's a roster of a hundred players how can they really devote that time to help me grow as a player so it's, it's just looking at those things and it's saying, okay, am I going to sign with this agent because of hype or I'm going to sign with them because of their actual work? Um, so I'm just big on that, letting the work speak for itself. I tell a lot of players, look, interview about five agents. You can interview about two of your top, top, top guys and say, okay, I like this agency because they've signed my favorite player. But out of the five, you do your pros and cons for each. And obviously, whichever one has the higher pros, those are the ones that you're going to want to go with. But sometimes you could be caught in a twist where there's the top agent and then there's a new agent. Mm -hmm. But the pros of the two are strong. But like you both said, when it's a new agent or just an agent in general, we work for the the clients. We work for the players. The players don't work for us. So... If you're a new agent and if you're a somewhat new player, but of course the top agents want you, I'm I'm the type, I would go with the new agent because I know in this case, (laughs) we're both learning. We're both coming into this. We're both growing with each other and we're growing within the business. We're growing within the business. So there's nothing better than saying, okay, you know, we're, we're doing this together. You know what I'm saying? We're doing this together. But that's just me. That's just me, but I'd say make sure there's communication. Make sure there's full transparency. Make sure that agent is of integrity. They're authentic, and they're they're devoted. An agent who's devoted is going to make sure your family is good. They are going to make sure, like you said, Emmanuel, as far as their psychology, right? If they're if mm-hmm. they've experienced certain trauma in their life, they're making sure, like, hey. We're going to get you those one or two therapy sessions, and we're going to make sure that you get right. We're going to make sure that, okay, if it's your desire to go back to school, but you know right now, currently, you can't do that because you're playing I'm the type of agent I'm going to grab a hundred books what's the subject you wanted to study or oh, you wanted to possibly be a lawyer okay let's go grab a whole bunch of law books let's possibly yeah. get you a tutor in your off season time where you could possibly take classes or you could even intern somewhere you know so it's it's because as an agent you're not just negotiating their employment contract you are their everything everything you become another family member basically basically whether that's a father or a brother or a sister, you you become that. So, you know, on both sides, it's extremely important because I've had instances where I've had players come to me that wanted me to represent them. And just because of my morals and values, it just didn't feel right. It didn't feel right to want to work mm-hmm. with that player. And it wasn't even about money. It's just, I don't know, maybe this player's views is not the same as mine. And... It turns out that like all their views are not the same. We don't even have one common view. So that's a problem because that's also a a recipe for disaster. You know, so there's so many layers that goes into it. Um, But I I love what both of you guys touched on. And it's important, you know, it's really important that players become very serious about their life. And it's not just signing with someone because of the hype. Because I can name a few that people are signing yeah. just because of the hype. And then later on, they're trying to get out of that contract. And they're like, wait a minute. What did I do? You know? What, what, yep. what did I do? So that's why I don't fault some of the players for actually hiring mm-hmm. their relatives. as agents. I, I think that's, that's somewhat smart. Because what you're doing is, too, you're also giving your relative the opportunity to grow within their career. Or, or in, and to really help. But then sometimes it yeah. can also hurt too. So it's just it's one of those things where it's tough, man. It's tough. It's a tough decision, but it's tough.
0: I I personally am <laughs> against the whole hiring yeah. your family. Because I have
1: two ways to it. I have two one, I see no, it in two different ways. It no, depends.
0: No. <laughs> I see I see it. I see mm-hmm. it as two different ways. I say that if you hire one of your family members who understands the game and has been around the game and understands mm-hmm. you. That is the best avenue Bye. to go about it. But there's also, you guys know that there are deals that come through for players. And family don't really know yeah. the budgets that companies mm. have and the money that companies are going to do. So let's take it from a club standpoint. If, you, if you're a player and your parent goes in to speak to a sporting director, from just football in general they're not going to get the same respect as an independent agent the same thing goes for brands because we know what nike adidas puma those brands are willing to offer for boot deals and we know what boot deals look like so they may think in the back of their mind hey this person has their family a relative representing them they don't know the industry they don't know the ins and outs of a contract we can give them a low deal and because that cousin or that family member may feel like the emotional attachment of knowing oh i know that my um my cousin or my brother or my son really wants to wear nike boots let's say so we'll sign the deal with nike because i don't want him to miss out on that deal but there may be another brand that was willing to do double or triple that but they did that based on emotion so that's one reason why i say don't necessarily use fair... I I'm
1: going play I devil's advocate like, here.
0: <laughs> but go ahead. No, I think family... <laughs> no, I
1: think family...
0: Like, family are good at day-to-day management. I'm going to play devil's players.
1: advocate.
0: <laughs> when it comes... When it comes to dealing with brands and dealing with clubs, I know that clubs don't take players, family members that come in seriously. And... Un- until um yeah. the player is an established, I'm gonna strong play
1: devil's player. advocate once again. So I'm gonna say this: I have two sides to this. As I mentioned before, I think it's it's not a bad idea to hire your family. On the circumstances that if that family member has been, they're not just a fan of the sport, but now from a business side they've gone to school, whether it's to obtain Uh a law degree or to obtain a business degree. So from an educational side, they kind of have that background. And then, obviously, from the experience side, they're putting it to test. I've seen some instances and know some players personally that have hired relatives. However, when it's come down to, let's say, a branding deal that either myself or my company was involved in, I'd see another face to the table that would then say, wait a minute, I've always thought... It was your brother or your dad that was representing you when there's a big-name agent that's coming in to also work with the family to help get those deals. I mean, I can name a top player right now who does this to where everyone has always thought it was always the relatives, which it is, which is the main, you know, agents, but they'll have another big name to be able to come in and support, which is not bad either. I I think that is... um, That's also a good route and it's smart because it's saying, okay, yes, I'm such and such dad and I'm representing them or I'm such and such player's mom and I'm representing them. um, But I also have an agent, you know, I have agents such and such from whatever organization that's coming in to help me close this deal because reality is I need this person to help close the deal because of their relationship with the club or the brand. So I get what you're saying, though Nate. I, I, I mean, I I, <laughs> mm, I can name about two players. Man, I can name two yeah. players right now that have relatives who are working with them. And honestly, it's one in particular. It's really hurting. I was his just career.
2: about to hone in on that, Maggie. The the <laughs> the aspect of because of the fact that you have that emotional tie with the individuals, it makes it very difficult for them to have a holistic view of everything, if that makes sense, because you're so invested in this individual. Mm -hmm. If it's your son, you believe so much in their abilities that you start compensating for their drawbacks. So you end up making wrong decisions. So I always find that the hybrid of having a family member who has your best interest and then including someone else who has the experience and the knowledge and the know-how and will be able to give you a different perspective to the way you view always works best. So when you're saying there's situations like that, I think that's the best way to work with it. But also, if you have a family member who's got the experience and has the work of doing the agency work and everything else, then I don't think there is an issue, but it's always gonna be that situation whereby there's always gonna be some bias with regards to the way they view you. The way I view my clients, I obviously have faith in their abilities and I know where their limitations lie. But as a family member, I it, those lines will be blurred. You'll be unable to view and making decisions with regards to transfers. Some players would be best-based transferring to another club for their development, but you're so set on the fact that, no, this kid is very good. I believe in them. They're going to stay here and it's the best for them. That's the only drawback that I always feel, that there's so much emotional investment that it kind of clouds judgment and decision making in that regard. On the commercial side, I always feel like it's because of the practical ins and outs and the respect from the other party reading truly.
1: Yeah. Yep. I yeah, yeah. I
2: agree. I agree wholeheartedly.
0: Emmanuel, so can you give the people your social media links where to find you full name, Twitter, LinkedIn handles, Instagram handles so they can find yeah. you- you after this interview
2: the main platforms that i work on are my linkedin linkedin is the be all and end all for me because i'm on it so constantly and i'm always trying to grow my network and trying to do that and my full name on linkedin will be emmanuel Nair. it's echo mike mike alpha november uniform echo lima and Nair november alpha romeo echo and on Instagram, which is the other platform that I use, it's es.nair, so Echo Sierra. November Alpha Romeo Echo. And on our website, www.nairsm.com, which is nairsportsmanagement.com. So those are the kind of main areas where you'll be able to get in contact with me easily. I'm always up for a conversation. I'm always up for learning from people as you do in this kind of world. So if anyone wants to get to hold of me, that's the best place to be really.
1: And I have a question yeah, before yeah. we, you know, wrap up. Um, who who are your favorite agents right now? Who would you say are your your the agents that you look up to or that they aspire you and they have aspired you to want to be an agent?
2: As crazy as it sounds, uh I I look at the big-time name agents, the George Mendes, the Riolas, and and I always find that because of the disconnect that I have with them, I can never Mm -hmm. look at them and think, yeah, you know what? I want to be like them because of this and this and this. I'm like, Mm. I'm not like them, so I can't aspire to be something that I'm not myself. But there are some young agents that are in and around that I've kind of grown up and in the circle of friends with people might not know them, but I really do look up to them and think, you know what, that's how I kind of want to work little aspects of them, how they work. So that's why it's difficult for me to say, I aspire to be just like this one individual, if that makes sense. But there's uh, a guy that runs Magma sports. He is someone I look up to. And there's another guy that runs, his name's Akin. The way he represents himself as an individual rather than like the way he works with his clients, but just the way he has so much confidence and the way he deals with his day-to-day work, that's the kind of inspiration that I'm like, okay, I can aspire to be like that guy because I know him and I'm like, I've seen his growth. I've seen his transition from just being a young man to a successful businessman running an organization and completing impossible commercial deals that I didn't think he would ever come across. So that those are the kind of people that inspire me. And there's another young man who works, as we, we, we've been bashing him the whole time, he works with his younger brother. And he is another one who inspires me. He works really well with a number of players in the Premier League. And they are the people that I kind of look up to and kind of model myself to kind of go towards because I see them not only working with the individuals, but I see the additional work that they do outside of just their day to day work, like some social mm-hmm. elite work that they're doing and they're getting involved with the community, getting involved with projects that are taking place all over the world. And with the, we have a national health service here which is a very close tie to me because they do such fantastic work. So anyone who I kind of aspire to is people that I have in my close ties. If that makes sense, I always find it's better to be inspired by people that you have a grasp of and you can communicate with than people that I don't know at all, because that way I've seen their journey and their growth process. So for me, it's the way I work a very convoluted answer I'm sorry um, but it's just <laughs> no, no
1: no 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 it's amazing it's amazing no but it's yeah. but it's true it's true because it's like your 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 aspirations are coming from right, your you peers right more so than than like you said the people that you don't know and you know um I, I think that's what's so interesting about the football industry and if we're talking North America just yeah. soccer industry and and as far as agents and all of that, so that's um, that's a very good perspective on it. Um, very good thank answer. You. Thank you for that. Um, thank you for that.
2: But I'd like to hear actually from both of you who you who inspires you. So I'll start off oh. with Maggie. I know I'm not from
1: the football. <laughs> <states>? I, mean, <laughs> I mean, from the from the football industry. I mean, you know, talk about those greats like. Obviously, yeah. George Mendez. Um, his story is yeah. incredible. I've I've had the pleasure of meeting him before, and it's just, it's he's such a yeah. humble guy that most people would say, no way, you know, no way, this guy's the top of the top. He's like the king of you know super agents, and when it comes to I I, cook, I call him the transfer king, like he's the man, you know. And um, I I want to say he's definitely one of those aspirations, but. To me, what has inspired me, especially just being a new agent, is um, it's been a hard transition because there aren't many female football agents, um, and especially ones that look like me, right? Ones that are African-American. There's really none. I have yet to find one African-American female football agent. Um, But I'm inspired by you guys. So it's, it's being, you know, talking to you guys, you know, yourself, Emmanuel, Nate, you know, some of our other, you know, peers, and I'm really inspired by the work that you guys have done and you you're just continuing on the path to greatness and that inspires me even more because it lets me know that for what i've been searching for for so long within this industry i found it so whether that was me looking for agents that look like me i mean obviously not (laughs) like you but you know what i mean like we're the same complexion same race so we so we share the same stories We, we share similar stories we share the challenges right And to know that, you know, that, and I even told Nate this when Nate, you know, when I first connected and he was telling me about, you know, forming this group and having all these agents. And I was like, wait, when you say agents, like, do you mean all the agents were (laughs) in football? But to know that there were other agents that look exactly like me, I was like, like, I just got on my knees and thanked God because I was like, wow, thank you so much for sending someone like Nate and then yourself and the rest of the group and to, um, to just, to just see like, you know, what you guys are working on and you, you guys are just always there. If I need to have a question, if I need advice on something, you guys are just always there. And that's I important. Think, yeah. And, it, and, and and what's amazing is that we're all growing Pretty together, well. right? We're growing together in this industry. So 10, 15 years down the line, we all can look back and, laugh at you know how we met and and where and where we will be at at that time so um definitely you know just amongst my peers man you guys really inspire me a lot
0: you guys definitely are my inspiration (laughs) i'm gonna say the most the most i'd say the agent that inspires me the most isn't Mm. even in Mm. soccer to be honest like when i think of agents in general like what they've done like in sports and how they've transcended I know Maggie probably knows who I'm gonna say but it's gotta be. oh, oh like man Rich yeah Paul, see
1: honestly. that's why I asked if it was no no Paul. Oh, it should have general, been very but, much general but yeah. definitely for sure <laughs> for sure absolutely Rich
0: Paul is the one agent that I can look at and say wow like from what he's accomplished in his short time as an agent and the way he has changed the like sports industry in general like not even just from an agent but from like sports in general and he also is another agent Mm -hmm. who looks like me it's just someone I've always aspired to be somewhat in the soccer space because the things that he has done and the challenges he has faced is something that I've faced already mm-hmm. or know I'm going to face. Mm-hmm. And it's just an inspiration to see all of the things that he has accomplished. But I do love I do love yeah. Nino and and I think he's like um and I do like the yes elite yes, project. Yes, yes, from yes, yes. Mecca. Because yeah. they they have some talented players that I'm just like, wow, you guys are building something really, really good out there. If they can keep that up, I I really, like, follow them from Mm -hmm. a distance. I'm not going to say that I know any of them. But whenever I see the content that they put out or the players that they sign, I always, like, give my respect and, like, hats off to them. But, like, overall, agents has got to be Rich Paul. He's number one for me. That's a hard –
1: that's hard, man. Rich Paul, definitely. Absolutely. That's that that that's tough. When you say agents all around, yeah, that's a tough one. Um, that's a tough one. But if I had to look within the football industry, like I said, obviously those guys, George, um, Mino, Jonathan, you know, um, I I even I, I really over I would say within the past like year or two, I've become very impressed with um, with uh, Dwayne Rashford. Those d- 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 Dwayne is the older Marcus, brother yes, of yes. Marcus Rashford and what they have built yes. for their brother is amazing and that's kind of why when we touched on hiring relatives yeah. right that in some instances it can work and in some cases
2: Maggie I can <laughs> I you
0: know you and I both know one that does not work and we talk Wait, about which it because the there's a couple so all the time <laughs> I mean, the main one, the main one who
2: needs PR help. Oh, honestly.
1: boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know. Let's not
2: go into that one. Man. Let's not go into that.
1: Yeah. No, no, no. I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going into it, but I'm just saying. Like, you know, because that's a whole... That PR and marketing is a whole nother episode. Yeah. And Emmanuel, you're more than welcome to join us on that episode as well. Um, because it's it's just... And you know me, I, as a marketer by heart. Like, yeah, yeah I, I have a lot to say about a lot of those things, but I've also yeah, to, like wait a minute, you don't want to say too much. But
2: it's literally um, some of the things that we much. touched upon during this conversation. I keep thinking, oh, I want to go into that at a later time. I want to go into that. One of the things um, that Nate touched on that really hit home was the twenty-four hour period after a
1: game and the social media. But, yes, that yeah. even that. I, I tell my Literally, guys all the time, that I'm is, like, listen, don't post anything that you're going to regret. But, so before you post, you need to... It's almost like that post has to be... That's what I was going to say. Way. We well, plan really the post before
2: the game, before anything. Yes, we plan the a post caption. just Absolutely. so you're involved in the outcome. So that's why I'm exactly. like, if we can prepare for something, you you are prepared for it. Then there's no way you can end up saying something out of emotion. So... That 24-hour period, Nate, that's the one thing you could do. Just tell them not to post or just prepare something <laughs> beforehand.
1: Yeah, prepare something. I tell them just don't post what you, what you will regret. So if you're upset, take that obsession yeah. and go yeah. in the gym. Yeah. Go work out. Yeah. Go, go work on where you messed up at during this match. Go and work on that. And they'll look at me like, well, you're harsh. I'm not harsh. I'm just realistic. So yeah, I'm telling you, true. rather than taking your frustration out on social media, Go and work on that game, or either you know you missed that goal. Yeah. Yeah, like you missed. Go play some and it's FIFA. like how could you miss? You know, I'm I'm that type of region. Like how could you miss the goal? Like you were so close. Like you know, what I mean? It's like what, what's going on here? Or you know, or yeah. or like let's just work on this. So right, like, that it's, was just a like, bad pass to be oh, oh, honest. Or oh, 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 let's work pass. on your dribble in um practice because this is not good. You know, <laughs> so it's, I mean, it's it's all of those things um within the, that space and. I think um you know just like you said um Emmanuel from the networking side you know going to different yeah. events I mean I, I know for Nate and myself um being in North America a lot of times I have to travel to London just to get a real scope of the football world so whether it's going to events like World Football Summit yeah. um even sometimes like Soccer X, we know Soccer X is held in North America as well. Um, I haven't had a chance to go yet, but I know Nate, you've attended it as well. And I mean, um, even the publications, yep. right? Like Sports Business Journal is always a good one because it talks about all sports. Um, but definitely, you know, I recommend that. And just um, like Sports Pro, a lot of those publications are good to read. Yeah. and Just f- familiarize yourself. Um with what's going on because it's important to know you know it's important to know and of course as agents we we have to know because we have to be on top of our on top of our game when it comes to that so yeah
0: yep thank you emmanuel man it's a pleasure yes, having thank you, you on so much man.
1: if this was fun as always. thank you this this was Fun always, as always. always. Fun and Emmanuel, with you guys. is there anything else that you would like to that you want to share with our audience before, before we no, go? No, first
2: of all, it's just saying thanks for having me here. And the funny thing is, this to everyone else is a podcast. To us, this is literally one how our conversations go over the phone, literally. So it wasn't yes, anything out of yes. the norm for us. We're genuinely just having a <laughs> conversation. We have like two, three hour phone calls. And this is what entails in those phone calls. So if you want to uplift yourself, have the right people around you. That's literally how you, you can do it. And if you plan to fly with eagles, you have to learn how to soar with the eagles and not with the pigeons. So that's why I think just you two are doing a great job. And what you're doing here is amazing. And I'm happy to be part of the journey with you lot. So but thank you for having me
1: thank you so much we thank you so much we're so grateful to
2: you that 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 goes without saying now but yeah stay safe yes (laughs) absolutely
1: absolutely well folks you guys heard it um you heard from from emmanuel Nair with Nair sports management group um you've heard from myself and of course my co-host nate we thank you for tuning in to this episode and we will we will be coming back with another episode um next week and be sure to stay tuned in.